I want to invest and protect wealth, but I'm scared because this thing happened in the past. Maybe you did a program in the past that, that didn't work out for you. Or maybe you, you trusted someone in the past that didn't work out. Whatever it was, but you want to do it, but you're stuck and you can't get yourself to, to get over the hump. I want to talk to that person today. So if that's you, I don't know, Zoom gods and Dawn and family, if you guys can figure that out, if I can find someone like that, I'd love to work with someone like that to be able to see if I can help them get over that for themselves. Because if you don't protect your future, nobody else is coming to do it. So I want to help you get there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm humbled and grateful to be a part of your group and part of your, uh, the conversation this, uh, over, the, uh, over this next little while here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Don, thank you again. And thank you guys for, for welcoming me, having me be here. I want you guys to know that this is, um, this is a conversation we're going to have over the course of the next 45 minutes to an hour about understanding wealth from a very different perspective. From a very different perspective. I know I like I've been sitting there and listening to Chris and Scott and Mike and Don and just taking notes frantically because of the information that's just been pouring out. And I can see you guys. I want you guys to know when you type in the chat box, I want you to know that I've got a whole studio in my office here. And so when you sit and type something, it I can read it. So I want you to know if I if I ask you guys to communicate with me, I'm I'm looking for feedback here. So how many people have had just a ton of information come at them over the course of the last two and a half days? Just kind of say yes in the chat box for me. Let me know that that's kind of been real for you because it has been, right? Or a thumbs up in the Zoom thing here, right? Absolutely. It's been crazy, the amount of content. And I, I think the wisest thing or the best thing I got, it was so cool. It was, I think I just heard it for the first time this last hour is when Don said, you've got to be wise, prudent, and responsible. You got to be wise, prudent, and responsible in what you do for yourself, for your for your team, for your obligations, for you what you do in society. It's really, really uh, an amazing opportunity to be able to take that and be able to bring that to people. And I, and I think Don is such a veteran in this, and I agree with you. You got to be wise, prudent, and responsible to be able to do these things. And that's why we're here over the course of the last two and a half days to become wiser, to become more prudent, and of course, be more responsible with our money, our wealth. And the conversation we're about to have. And I know you're thinking right now, well, maybe you're thinking, I don't know, but you're maybe thinking this idea that why is a doctor speaking on a wealth seminar? I don't know if that, if you're thinking that in some capacity, just put yes in the chat box because I probably would be too, right? So a little while ago, back in May, I released my book, um, Wired for Wealth. It just came out and it was an Amazon bestseller. I did really well inside the book, but I wrote this book a long time ago. This book has been in 25 years worth of culmination of putting information together to understand wealth. And wealth is not a the way that you think about it. Wealth in this format that what we've been talking about has been the conversation around money and strictly around money and how you protect that. But if we go back, if we go back into the Latin root of the term wealth, it actually has a very different meaning. The real root word wealth means the condition of being whole. Anything, the word wheel, W-E-A-L, and T-H is the condition of. The condition of being whole is what wealth is really about. And, you know, as a doctor, I've practiced for many years, and I don't practice anymore, but I practiced for many years, saw lots of people, as Don said, and helped many people get over their ailments or challenges as it comes to their wealth, believe it or not, financially, through their health. Because the one thing that nobody ever talks about is how your health correlates to your wealth, 
right? Like if you go to the doctor, you, the doctor says, well, you're stressed out. You're, you're kind of stressed. I don't know what to do. You're stressed out. You know what? Maybe you need to take some an- anti-anxiety medication or some depressive medication, but you're stressed and that's how you navigate it. But the truth is this. Here's the truth about it, is that our thinking relates to how our body feels and the decisions we're making around our entire future investments. I'll give you an example, right? Just to think about it. I'll give you an example just to think about. How many people have taken action on some of the things that have been presented to you over the course of the last couple of days? Like, hey, look, you know what? Here's Don's course. I should do that. Or I think he's given some bonus inside that. But here's Chris's course. I think I should take action on that. Because if you're not, if you're not, I'm going to challenge you to sit and say it's probably an emotion that's preventing you from taking action into your future. It's probably an emotion that's doing that. Let me give you an example of where this all started for me. So it's probably 2006 or seven. I'm not exactly sure. But I had a patient who used to come into my office and he'd sit and say, uh, you know, he'd come in on the third of every month. And he'd say, Doc, my, my, my back, it, it hurts. The third of the month, he'd come in and say, my back hurts. I'd say, okay, great. And it was kind of repetitive, right? It was again and again and again. Every, for six months in a row, why is this guy coming in on the third of the month? And I said, hey, Dan, why do you keep coming in on the third of the month? He's like, I don't know. He goes, that's when it hurts. I said, so when did this start? And he says, man, I, when did it start? He's like, well, it started last night. It started last night, Doc. I said, okay, what was going on last night? He said, same old routine, same old thing. It was the same old thing. Same conversation I have every month. I said, what what conversation? He's like, I'm arguing with the missus. I said, what are you arguing with the missus about? He says, well, the same old thing, right? Got to figure out the mortgage. It's due on the fifth of the month and we've got the money isn't there and I don't know what to do in my back and I get stressed out. I said, that makes a lot of sense. I said, you know what? Today, I'm not going to do any type of healing or therapy or adjusting. Right? I'm not going to do any of that. Today, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to ask you a series of questions and see if I can rewire your brain. And he says, what do you mean by that, doc? You're not going to do anything to me? Like, you're not going to do anything to make my back feel better? I said, no, no, no. I'm going to do a lot to make your back feel better. But I'm going to start by asking you the way that you think. And he says, all right, let's, let's see where this goes. I said, okay, great. So we get on, a, I start working with him and I ask him some questions and I start rewiring his brain. And it wasn't the rewire process then. I wasn't Dr. Rewire back then. I was just trying to figure some things out. I had some ideas and let's just like, you know, you have some idea that maybe this will work. And so in about 10 minutes, his back pain was 80% better. And all I did was ask him some questions. I just asked him some questions inside of that. And I said, huh, okay, let me see here. Your back is 8% better. He said, yeah. I said, come in tomorrow. Let's take a look at it. He's like, you're not going to do anything else. I said, I'm not going to do anything else. So he comes in the next day and he says to me, I said, how are you feeling? He's like, man, he goes, I'm like really, really good. It's just maybe a little bit more. We get a little bit more questioning and he leaves. Now, the thing is, Dan didn't come back into my office for the next six months. And I said, Dan, what was, I called him. I said, Dan, what happened? I wanted to know what happened. He said, I don't know, doc. He goes, all of a sudden, there's the, the pain hasn't been there and money's been showing up. Money's been coming into my world. I said, okay. And so I said, so what's, the pain is gone inside that. He said, yeah, the pain is gone. And we don't fight about money anymore. Money seems to be showing up. I thought there was something really interesting about this. 
So I started doing more work around this. And all of a sudden, now people started hearing about what I was doing. And it started stemming into this thing. And I started working with entrepreneurs. And I started working with CEOs and athletes and celebrities. And I started becoming Dr. Rewire. That's where it all kind of stemmed from. But what I realized was this, and this is the key I want you guys to get, is that what's going on in your psychology with money is 100% going on with your physiology with money. What's going on with your brain is going on with your body. And what's going on with your body and your brain is going on with your finances. They're all interconnected because the way that you think about money is going to affect your health. It's going to affect your life. I'll give you another example. I'm assuming that the people who are in a protect wealth seminar are not 17 years old and that they're a little bit wiser, a little bit more mature in their ages. But I have a very good friend of mine. He's a cardiologist. And I asked him one time, I said, so tell me why, what are the three biggest reasons people visit a cardiologist? And he said, besides, obviously, the, the major heart attacks and things like that. I said, yeah, what are the three reasons people come to you for office visits? He says, well, look, the number one reason people come to me, the number one reason people come into my office is because they're stressed about money. I said, really? He said, yeah, number one reason people come into my office is that they're stressed about money and they don't have money figured out. They blame the government, they blame economics, they blame their family, they blame all this other stuff, but they didn't prepare enough for this time of their life. And now they're stressed on how they're going to survive. So that's really interesting. He said, number two reason why people are coming into my office is because they have some family conflict and family drama. And a lot of times, you'd say 50 to 75% of the time, it's related to money. And so what that means is that Top two reasons someone's visiting a cardiologist because they have heart problems is because of stress because of money. If that's not a wealth conversation, then I don't know what is. And he said the third part of this conversation, the third reason why people come into my office and visit me is that because people have massive regret. And they have massive regret because they didn't get to do the thing that they wanted to do with their life. They didn't get to do what they wanted to do with their life. And they look at it and say, hey, look, I didn't live the life I wanted. And they live in regret. And so I'm so excited for you guys that you guys have been on this conversation for the last couple of days because you've been taking the action steps to be able to protect yourself so that you don't have these ailments, these heart conditions. You've been taking the action steps to do the things that you want to do to be able to protect yourself in the long run. Warren Buffett said this a long time ago, is that if you can't master your emotions, you can't manage money. And there's a lot of truth to that. If we can't master our emotions, we can't master our money, Right. And these emotions come from these places neurologically where we see more threat or we see more comfort. And that's all I want you to understand inside this. I want you to understand that there's more threat or there's more comfort. If there's more threat, you activate the sympathetic nervous system. And when that happens, here's what I want you to gather. Your, your blood pressure goes up. Your heart rate goes up. Your kidneys start to work harder. What's called your HPA axis starts to grow faster. You gain excessive weight. Cortisol goes up. Stress levels go up, thyroid function goes down inside that. When you actually don't take action, you become too comfortable and you start creating illness from that capacity. Most of us don't realize is that the stress we're putting on ourselves is what's causing most of our challenges. We know in this country today, without question, 95% of the health conditions that we deal with in this country are lifestyle-based decisions or lifestyle-based health concerns. From the foods we eat, from the diet we have, from the lifestyle we live. Now, why is that important? Because, look, the reality is this, is that if your income 30 years from now is protected, then you're not going to have to worry and put yourself in the stressful state of your brain. You have a part of your brain, if I'm to draw this out, 
part here, and this is a really bad drawing of a brain, back here called the amygdala. The amygdala. The amygdala is the fear center of the body. And we're going to talk about fear in, in a minute here, but the fear center of the body. If you think, if you worry about the fear that's coming down the pipeline, if you worry about what's going on and how you're going to survive, you're going to activate, my friends, this part of the conversation over here, they call the sympathetic nervous system. If this is making a little bit of sense to you, put yes in the chat box for me, just so, just so I get a gauge that you guys are with me, okay? Or thumbs up, that's fine. Thumbs up would be great. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Because as we function and the more stress we put on ourselves, the less we protect ourselves, the less we take care of ourselves, our amygdala brain here says, oh, you know what? I'm not sure how I'm gonna survive. I'm not sure how I'm going to live. I'm not sure how tomorrow I'm going to show up. Look, the truth is this, is that most people are dopamine driven and they're not thinking about tomorrow. You guys are a whole different conversation, whole different conversations to, to be able to thinking about tomorrow, about your finances, investing. That's great. But we also have to take that consideration and talk about our health because how we wire our brains is effectively showing up in our body as well. So if we're struggling with high blood pressure, or if we're struggling with, with lack of sleep, sleep is a big one. Sleep is so huge. And most people don't realize that their lack of sleep is affecting their decision-making. So I want you to think about this just for a second and say, okay, let's take, for example, you're not sleeping well. You're not taking care of the health. Your brain isn't working right. And you've been stuck because of things that have happened in your past, because your body is working in the sympathetic nervous system. And in this sympathetic nervous system, what's happening, your blood sugars go up at night, you don't go to bed well, and you get up at 3 a.m., then you get up at 4 a.m., then you get up at 6 a.m. There's, there's no sleep. It's broken up all night. And now you're looking at it and saying to yourself, why am I not getting the rest I need to? Here's the problem, is that you're going to get up the next day, and then you're going to go to the look at the stock market. You can do all these tools. You can look at all the things you need to protect and, and put into place. And you're going to miss decisions. You're going to miss opportunities inside this. And you're going to miss opportunities and make decisions that aren't clear. They've done studies on this. People who get a lack of sleep, who are overstressed, get a lack of sleep, make 45% poorer decisions in their, on their day-to-day -day plan, in their day-to-day -day life. 45%. 45% percent of, excuse me, and even 40% of the people that get into automobile accidents are simply coming because of a lack of sleep because people are not sleeping correctly due to stress in your life. Now, that's all, that's like, okay, what does that have to do with money? Everything. Everything. I want you to get this. It has everything to do with money because your brain is functioning to keep you alive. It's functioning to keep you alive the whole time. Now, let's say there was a lady on yesterday, I believe it was, she, while um, Chris was talking about his, the, the asset protection, she was talking about a, an estate that she had, about $1.5 million, and she went through this, the worst way to lose money, or the most common way that they were talking about, a divorce. And she lost $1.5 million of an estate down to like 40000 or something like that. That's a pretty big hit. Numbers, I get it, right? And then from that person, they, they realized that they lost all this revenue. But that leaves a scar. I want you to remember this. That leaves a scar in the nervous system. That leaves a scar in your memory. 